0: Craft Beer Radio episode 365
1: on January 10th, 2016. 16. Sixteen. I'm excited. It's a cold, cold new year here at Craft Beer Radio, but we're here to drink some beer. It's a nice cover, I like that. Yeah, it's Bobby Wilmack. Good cover. All right. So we have
0: uh, five beers on this Sunday night. We're not going to get too crazy. First beer is going to be the Growler of the Week at John Eagle. Um, saw this one on their Twitter, and Heather was going out there to get some of the Church Brewers coconut stout. Mm-hmm. She loves the coconut stout. And uh, this is... She's come a long way. <laughs> as far as, if As long as it's the stout, uh, I she mean, hasn't, hey, hasn't really been. She used to be until.
1: like nothing. Lindemans.
0: I know. And... Uh, you know she prefers imperial stouts over many other stouts, so she drinks a couple cases of blackout stout a year. <laughs> <laughs> she would get dark horse, plead the sixth if it wasn't so crazy expensive. Mm. So yeah, she likes big black beers. She
1: like ten fifty. Uh yeah, she likes ten fifty. She yeah. likes
0: ten fifty. Um, this is Citradelic from New Belgium
1: Brewing Company. So this is a tangerine IPA. It is brewed with orange peel and tangerine citra. Mandarina Bavaria is another type of hop that's used. And Azeka, not one I'm familiar with.
0: Okay, I've heard of, I've heard of those. Um, the two 6% familiar... alkali pint. All right, it pours a, a nice golden color, a little bit orangish to it. Nice head. Uh, the growler was filled this morning. We had a little bit in the pre show. Um, didn't see in point of opening a, another beer when we were going to be opening a growler as well. And um, nice head, beautiful beer, nice and clear.
1: You can really get those uh, those tangerine oils out there, too.
0: New Belgium's only been in Pittsburgh for about six months now.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen any purchases this week, so <laughs> no no brewery purchases. I oh, no brewery purchases yet? Yeah.
0: Big, big um, citrusy flavors, um, knowing that it's a tangerine I IPA, you said? IPA? Um, you know, you definitely can place it as tangerine. Um, in the pre-show, when I didn't really place it, I just thought maybe it was um, grapefruit or orange or something. I wasn't really sure exactly what was giving it that big citrusy flavor.
1: I like this use more than like the apricot thing from Magic Hat at mm-hmm. number nine. I don't like that very much.
0: Right. I mean, going to the flavor, it's, um, big and citrusy right up in the flavor a little bit pithy Mm -hmm. um you know again i wasn't thinking about it too closely in the pre-show i was kind of pegging it as a grapefruit it kind of has a lot of the notes of a grapefruit sculpin it's
1: very similar yeah it's it's very bright it has a lot of you know the fruity fruity compounds coming at you um you get a little bit of that oily nature of you know those citrus oils that come from the peel it's um it, it it's it really is not very bitter um, it, it has a, a decent hop mount, but it also has a lot of the fruit stuff coming through. But not, it doesn't feel like a, a Rattler or anything.
0: Now that I'm paying attention, definitely getting something that's different from grapefruit, right? Uh, and knowing this tangerine, that's right where it takes you. If I, It would have been nice to have been paying attention and blind to see where it took me, but that cat's out of the bag. Um, <laughs> when I saw Citradelic on the label, I just thought it was going to be Citra Hops, right? That's yeah. That was my expectation.
1: This is a lot smoother than just a plain old citrus. house. citrus can mm-hmm. get a little bit, um, I, I don't know exactly what the term I'm looking for is, but it gets a little spiky. I don't know. It feels uh, a little bit uh, like it's a jab in your, th- right, in your right. tongue a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, but this is nice and rounded, like those uh, fruit oils.
0: Yeah, the fruit oils really give it, oh, when you put it right into your mouth, that's probably when it's most orangey mm-hmm. or most tangerine-y. And while it seems like it's... tangerine <laughs> It seems like while it is the oils and the kind of volatiles are giving the flavor, it does have kind of a orange juice or um mm-hmm. tangerine juice or almost like a like a, a orange like a you know, like that with soda water type thing, whereas you know it's fizzy. But in your mouth right away it, it doesn't really taste like an IPA, it tastes much more like a fruit juice. But then just a moment later it the malt comes in. And some of the bitterness comes in, and then now we're drinking a, a beer again.
1: Mm-hmm. It might. It's probably in. This is a new January release. I, I'm thinking that in uh, in a bottle it's probably a little, a little heavier in carbonation, uh, so we're getting it from a growler. so it's a little lighter, but I still think it works.
0: Yeah, they had some uh, they had some issues pouring the growlers today. Heather said, <laughs> <laughs> "The people are not trained to fill growlers mm-hmm. at Giant Eagle at all." They turn over because it's the it's the hot food service people and they got too many. They turn over too fast. They can't really have them all be cicerones.
1: So I understand. We had a little bit of discussion about this actually. We we were coming up with concepts for the show because I find it very interesting that we have so many breweries out now that the mom and pop bottle shops Mm -hmm. can't carry them all, or I they don't right uh, because they carry beers, you know, the, the breweries, people are known to like in some of the local stuff, but go to Giant Eagle or something, go to the big a big place like Giant Eagle, they carry all of them. And <coughs> it's almost uh, it's almost a push, it's it's a catch-22 of the fact that, brewery, that there are so many breweries that you're supporting a your local business in some sense by the brewery, but you're not supporting the local bottle shop because they can't Get those guys,
0: yeah, I don't necessarily have the same. Like, so do you have a local bottle shop that you're using? There's as one your like, reference?
1: right next to, yeah, where I work.
0: Okay, you, would you share the name? So
1: I'm just trying, I don't, uh, I don't even know okay. the
0: name. <laughs> All right, uh, because I kind of have not necessarily the same opinion. Now the, of, uh, shops, now, the number of bottle shops up here in the north are diminished, right? We don't have three suns anymore, but you know, three suns in its peak i think still beat the giant eagle here in cranberry for selection now market district may be something different um i'm I'm, it might be rose-colored glasses it's hard to say right because the beer world was very different back then they were bringing a lot of stuff it seemed like stuff was a lot i had fresher eyes back then right and a lot more stuff was a lot more uh on aw- 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 striking, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Sure. We're now I have much more <laughs> jade-colored glasses on, right? <laughs> and so I'm not as excited to see what I'm seeing, or maybe I'm spoiled, and you know I'm used to seeing so much stuff on the shelves. But I went to Giant Eagle a couple weeks ago looking for some things to throw in the cellar, and you're going to have a conversation about cellaring, finding cellar beers specifically. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not just so. I what I, Giant Eagle did you go to? One here in Cranberry.
1: Okay, so that's not. Like, you could have gone to the one over a few miles down on 19. There's a market district there. That's a better selection.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about heading down that way, but it was still during the holiday season, and people were idiots out on the streets, and I just couldn't get down 19. But but anyway. Um, it's
1: like two or three miles down.
0: And it would have taken me like an hour to make the trip.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's five or six. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's it's ten minutes.
0: Right. Not on the day that I would have went. Trust me. Well, you could have gone another day. (laughs) Yes, I could have. And I will go another day. But I was just finding myself... um, The shelves were just filled with the regulars, the standards, right? And there was a few things, but they were just seasonals, right? There was no rarities. There Mm -hmm. was no... The only real rarity was... um, So the two bottles I did buy were Old Numskull from Alesmith. Alesmith just came into the market. They had a couple bottles of Old Numskull that would sell her nicely. And then the higher math that we did on uh, the New Year's show, I think we did it. Possibly. Um, The Dogfish, that Dogfish Anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that behind the counter, you know, two per customer type thing. So I picked up one of those bottles. And uh, other than that, everything else was, quote, unquote, you know, shelf turds, right? Stuff that's just regular, their beer, you know. Nice. I mean, some of the shelf turds were nice, right? They had black chocolate stuff, but still not something that's that... You know, Exceptional. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, the, the guy near, I think Two Brothers is the name that comes to mind. I don't okay, know. much am not with that yeah. one at all. It, it's a small, it's a little small shop um, that uh, also has a little, like a, a couple, a um, uh, couple tap handles. And I think the only reason why I've gone there is because it's right there. It's, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. literally across the road from where I work. But it's a real, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a dingy place and you don't get really good beers there right. I mean, you, you can get good beers there but you can't get you get yeah, it's all shelf turds there right. um i but if i just go down to the market district which is a couple miles away in south hills village that's a much better beer selection all
0: right yeah maybe i need to get to the market district and i was actually i, I forgot about the market district my plan was to go to this giant eagle first and then go to whole foods mm-hmm. and uh the traffic was too bad to make it to Wexford, so just I, I cut cut bait on the and I was also. Um, was I, what day was that? Because I
1: was so the market tra- issue is less is is not as fun. I, I know, yeah.
0: I know, but I but I wasn't feeling great for some reason. I can't remember what it was. I'm like oh, I just can't deal with traffic and an hour trip to Wexford and and whatnot. Uh, anyway, this is this is also could very much be a Pennsylvania conversation because now that grocery stores are stocking beers one of the worries from the bottle shop owners at the time was that you know it's going to lessen selection right is what they were going to say and your argument is whole or that a market district giant eagle or whole foods has a bigger selection than a regular giant eagle which has you know a more reserved selection Mm -hmm. so so from my point of view, with the regular giant eagle, it's like maybe they were right. But from your point of view, sounds like no,
1: no. And in fact, they have a much better selection than than I'm experienced with having bottle shops. I mean, the exception is a place like D's that we used to go to occasionally, mm-hmm. that has like, but that but they used to have stuff that was there for six or seven months, if not longer. Yeah, they have a much better turnaround of these places, but they know they can sell the beer there too. <laughs>
0: good point. So I just need to go to a better Giant Eagle most Pretty times. Pretty much. Um, sorry if that was boring. Hopefully that wasn't too much of a Pennsylvania-only uh, conversation. I
1: think it has to do... I mean, it, it, it's Pennsylvania, sure, but it's also any place you, that has a lot of breweries.
0: You mentioned part... Uh, so what was your point about a place carrying like all the local breweries and not like outside the local area? Weren't you saying something about well, that?
1: Well, I, I was saying that, that um, I've been to you know actually a couple of Giant Eagles. Even... Uh, the Camp Horn Road is, a, is a, a market district one, but I've been there, and they've had a, a pretty decent selection, not a great one. But they have a lot of local beers, and at this place, this place I'm thinking of, okay. uh, they have maybe one local beer. Okay. I mean, these not mom-and-pop places are selling better beer than the mom-and-pop places. And part of it is that the mom-and-pop places have to do business, too, so they're going to sell the stuff that... It Sells in the places like Giant Eagle, they can actually spend some money and just have a, a shelf for the stuff well, that doesn't travel as yeah, much. Yeah,
0: you gotta look at the economics of the bottle shop now, right? Because it's going to be hard to compete with the grocery stores
1: on price. That's why I'm saying it's a catch 22. And you're, but they, you...
0: but they also have to have a tavern license, so why not go at the higher margin tavern? I guess it's not a tavern license, right? It's a it's a M license or whatever. So maybe that's why. There's I think there's something some minor just difference there, if I remember right.
1: The reason I don't go with them is because they don't have a good selection.
0: No, but why why are they running a bottle shop and not just a bar where they can serve six dollars a pint? I don't know. Right. That that's the question I'm asking now is why why be a, a mom and pop bottle shop? So I don't know. I have to look into that. Make sure make sure I'm not. Confusing that they have, an but that's sort of the argument
1: lessons. against. Sorry, sorry to keep on this. That's the argument against mom and pop, uh, you know, tool places, right? Why be a tool place when you, you know, there's no, there's no money in it anymore,
0: right? For the passion,
1: right? Why be a hardware shop?
0: Yeah, why, why do a beer podcast if you're not the biggest beer podcast making <laughs> most
1: money, right? <laughs> well, we're not complaining to people about how our, our oh no, our. No. Now, he, he, you know things are things are going real bad. You got to support the local little guy. <laughs> all right, on to our next beer. After all that, <laughs> it was on topic
0: at least. I yeah. think so. Let's
1: do this one. uh Oktoberfest. This is from West Sixth Brewing, out of Lexington, Kentucky. This is the Donkey Chain Oktoberfest. This is a Dave beer. This is Dave brought this. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I remember having West
0: 6th. I want to, it was either at Saver or out in GABF.
1: So, yeah, not a lot of Kentucky beer we've had on this show. I'm
0: trying to think. I was just telling Greg his story. I don't want to, I don't, I won't mention their name, but there's one brewery I've, I've, hung out with the brewer i have um, talked to them a few times and they're like oh yeah we'll send you beer so i follow up with an email a couple times and it's like every four months or so i get an email back from him saying oh yeah i'm sorry i haven't got your beer yet i'll get it out next week and then four months later oh i'm sorry i haven't got your beer yet i'll get it out next week so he's either doesn't like to have you know doesn't like telling people no or he's just really bad at, at getting beer sent out
1: A hazy orange for this uh, Martson. Let's
0: see, do we have a date? Because canned 824. So a little on the
1: old side. Definitely some malt coming through. A little bit of toastiness. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Seems like a High-level carbonation, off the top there. I might give it a little, couple quick spins in the decarbonator here.
1: Yeah, that fits. Um, it's got a nice body to it. Um, it. smells It smells a little less malty
0: than many Oktoberfest. Um, you know, just just. Craig's a little bit hit on the flavor. Mm. For me, just so to get out before I take a sip. It doesn't smell as rich and toasty as many October. It smells a little on the thin side.
1: It kind of—I mean, to me, it kind of feels spot on for the style, uh, like like spot on style wise. Not over malty.
0: Okay, yeah, the flavor. Well, it still has a very has a really big liveliness to it. It mm. um, it has rich flavor up front, but then like. Carbonation washes your tongue, and it, it's not how I typically experience an Oktoberfest. And then, kind of the aftertaste, you get um, a little bit of a darker roast to it. Um, I think the hoppiness on this beer is mostly faded out. Mm-hmm. Kind of harvest hops, the noble yeah. hops you get on an Oktoberfest is mostly faded on this one. But the the caramel, the malty, and the toast and toffee is still really nice drink.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it really, it really fits a pretty classic interpretation of Oktoberfest to me it's not I mean I really do like a more malty version Um, I feel like that's just more in my wheelhouse but I recognize this is pretty much on style the the mouthfeel particularly I think as is is right it doesn't feel aqueous at all it really does feel full Mm -hmm. uh, a full lager with this kind of malty flavor that's right on
0: getting honey notes that's one thing that's kind of like honey and ginger or something like that. You know, I'm just getting as I'm getting into it, I'm getting a little more nuance there. That's kind of like the liveliness I was talking yeah, about.
1: Yeah, there's some there's something that, that goes in that's like a little yeah, like a graham crackery type note or something. Which I think is a little bit of honey or something in there. I don't know. I think you're right. Not bad. Kentucky beer. This is the uh,
0: West Sixth Brewing Donka Chain. C H A I N. Hmm. Oh, okay. It's called Donka Chain, spelled that way, because it's inspired by their fish-growing neighbors' food chain. So there must be a uh, fish farm nearby called Food Chain.
1: Tilapia and a variety of vegetables.
0: Not ingredients in this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Tilapia
1: beer—that'd be interesting. I mean, there are oyster styles, right? So seafood beer is not that far off.
0: Do we want to talk about? Oh, we already talked about twenty sixteen trends, didn't we? We did it back in the New Year show, or didn't we? Did we? I don't know. I figured we Maybe. would have had predictions.
1: I I I don't know if I if there was any predictions that I can remember. What? Yeah. What are predictions? Um,
0: I think um hard root beer and other uh, um alcohol are sure, gonna sure. are gonna be huge. We talked
1: about that. Um
0: you know oh what um not your father's root beer sold more beer than China sold more beverage than China Bach this past year. They had like twenty six thousand percent
1: growth <laughs> uh, really, like ugh. I I would I would not be surprised to see more and more hard sodas on the market. Particularly since Sodas are kind of coming under fire for having a huge amount of sugar in them. Now, let's face it, soda beer. It's, it's sugar in a slightly different form, but mm-hmm. it's sugar. But people are more used to that, and so I think that you'll get more alcoholic versions of different sodas. Root beer is obviously the one people go to because it's got... Um, it's got a lot of flavor to it, so you don't taste the alcohol so much. If you just went, like, Coke and put alcohol in it, you'd, you'd sort of taste that. I mean, everyone's had, like, Jack and coconut things, and you definitely taste the other thing, too. Because I mean, Coke is kind of one-dimensional. But, you know,
0: this was the year for Not Your Fathers, and they haven't really made it to Pittsburgh yet. Um, but, you know, everyone else has just jumped in, in the last quarter. Right. You know, you got Saranac making it. You got, you know, Hazard Bush making it. You got Abita just starting to make it. Um probably countless others so i think this is going to be a huge year for soda uh alka pops now my question is what market is it displacing it's it's not craft beer or not a very large slice of craft beer it's probably other alternatives like zima and smirnoff
1: zima doesn't exist anymore right i I think it might exist like some places it's not like
0: okay so it's but the uh, whatever the top Clear malt beverage. The Parrot
1: Bay stuff, all that stuff.
0: Seagram's, you know, yeah. those kinds mm-hmm. of wine cooler mixer or uh, uh, beverages. Probably taking away from some of the light beer market.
1: Probably taking away from some of the wine market, too.
0: And not light beer because of... Because there's,
1: there's people who drink wine because they don't like beer, right? They say, right. I don't like beer, but I'll drink wine. Oh, and,
0: maybe a cocktail market, too, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I didn't mean light beer because of its low caloricness but because of the oh I drink bud light because it's not very impactful in flavor mm-hmm. but I like root beer so you know that's kind of I see that kind of um shift in the market um uh, I don't know how how big that'll be I
1: mean we shouldn't be surprised this is a market for people you know it it's an intoxicant uh, we shouldn't be surprised if people are drinking it to get drunk and they're going to drink something that goes red down the red bull Z- and vodka market yeah. mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's a great point. Red bull vodka because that doesn't taste good, but people drink it because at least it goes down quick and easy. Mm. Uh, but a root beer that, of course, everyone loves root beer. It goes down, well, not everybody, but it goes down easy. Right. I mean,
0: how about like a good hard red cherry soda or something like that?
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I think Alco Pops are going to reign supreme. Mm-hmm. in I'm in, you know, not going to displace craft beer at 10% of the market, but it's going to be a huge. You're going to see it everywhere.
1: might cut in a bit.
0: You could. Um, I don't know. I don't have any other trends ready, so let's drink another beer. and.
1: Uh, All right, so we can go with American Ale, a pale, or a, let's go with this one, the Berliner Weiss.
0: It's an Imperial, right? Oh, it's only 5x5. Five five. Yeah. Okay.
1: So this uh John Spoden sign this us. Thank you, John. This is from DeGarde Brewing in Oregon. This is an Imperial Boyshirt Oh, whoa. Well, that doesn't uh I'm not afraid because of what this is. Yeah it doesn't Oh it's still gushing. Uh oh I poured oh look at <laughs> that thing go.
0: Whoa. whoa. Pour pour some. <laughs> I um poured my sample and usually that's enough to unload the bottle, but um it is going
1: crazy.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is, wow. And it's still gushing after Greg poured his sample.
1: Yeah. Chewie. Should you should video of that. Periscope that or something. <laughs> so this is a Imperial Boysenberry, uh, <laughs> Imperial Boysenberry.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my, my Periscope's Periscope. not logged in. Oh. oh, wait, here we go. I'm not going to have to. Here we go,
1: live. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that sucker go. That won't stop. Hi, everybody.
0: Well, no one's on yet. Yeah. Right. It's going. Well, I'll just hold it there while we talk it about the. thing. It is
1: going like crazy. It's bubbling. We're not losing a lot of beer here. It's <laughs> a lot of foam, <laughs> but it is going
0: nuts. Jason just joined. Hi, Jason.
1: Wow, look at that sucker go. Anyway, Boysenberry Berlin Advice. Oh, that smells good, though. So, I mean, the color is... You can take a look at the color here on this periscope. It's a... I don't know, a, a purplish. It, it kind of looks like... You know what it kind of looks like? It looks like... um, um what if, I can't even remember that fruit. <laughs> it
0: looks like Lindemann's It's uh has a reddish color to it.
1: No, what, what are the... Damn it, how could it starts to pee right... <laughs> It's an easy fruit that I should know.
0: Uh, Persimmon? No. Uh, Uh,
1: Pomegranate? Pomegranate, thank you. Looks like pomegranate juice with a little bit of carbonation into it. Okay, okay. That's got a lot of lactic sourness uh, in the aroma. Wow. (laughs) Uh, It's finally finally still... uh, It just about blew its (laughs) blood. It's starting to make (laughs) weird bubbles now as opposed to gushing.
0: That thing was uh, quite a mess when I opened it. amazing,
1: okay there's a wow there's a lot of lactic stuff going on here.
0: You can say hi to Groucho too.
1: Hi, Groucho. all right it's done.
0: All right. we're back to the show. The uh <laughs> periscope's over. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh.
1: That is sour. Mm, But it's good.
0: It smells... I haven't haven't tasted it. I haven't even talked about the smell yet, but... It smells like a, a lambic. It smells... So it doesn't really... Because of the fruit, I think. Maybe that's why I'm putting it that way. It has a sour smell to it. It has kind of... So it's boysenberries... If I was going in blind, I would probably put this as a framboise. You know, I would mm-hmm. think that I'm smelling raspberries. Has um, a little bit of a mineraliness to it. If I was, again, handed this glass right here blind, I would say, is this Cantillon frambose or something like that. I don't smell like... It doesn't really smell particularly like... It doesn't smell specifically lactic.
1: It, no, it doesn't it doesn't but the, but
0: the fruit might be hi- changing that, right? It might be hiding that. It
1: it doesn't taste I mean it tastes a little lactic, but I don't know what the imperial necessarily means, but it doesn't necessarily taste like a Berliner vice. It tastes like a lambic. It it, mm-hmm. it comes across like a lambic.
0: Huge carbonation. Duh. Um, but, you know, really zingy in the mouth. Haven't mm-hmm. worked any of that out yet. There's no um, bottle gushing type of infection right. that I can taste. So that's good. It's just, it's it's in a really thick glass bottle. Yeah. So maybe they want it to be really highly carbonated.
1: The sourness tends a little bit towards lactic, but it's also, it's got a lot of acetobacter in it. Uh, it could be that. So you could easily make this all, call this alambic
0: I, I stuck my nose real deep in the glass did the whole coat the sides i got a little bit of washed rind cheese in there mm-hmm. so that's a little more of a lactic type character i guess but it's pretty good thank you john it's not never really hit me as impeccably sour like your first sip kind of knocked you over a little the bit. first
1: yeah this first sip i was just i was not prepared okay um it's it's coming through actually
0: where it is sour is in my esophagus yeah. like i'm getting a burn going down my esophagus a little bit mhm that might be the co2 actually it feels bubbly
1: um it's it's really good as it dissipates in your mouth you can get a little bit of that lacticness a so slightly cheesy slightly yogurt slightly yogurt flavors. So that gives mm-hmm. you the impression there's if you're thinking about it
0: fruits really dry it's um kind of um notes of dark chocolate in there as well um maybe a touch of tobacco then actually sitting in the back of my throat right now like across the top of my mouth and the very back of my tongue i'm getting kind of that dry sour from like wild grapes
1: Mm. Mm mm-hmm
0: I had some wild grapes growing in the the lot next to my house growing up. And purple grapes. Pick them. they always be really tart and sour. That's the exact flavor that's in my mouth right now. That's not what I was expecting, and that
1: was pretty yummy. What were you expecting?
0: I was expecting something a lot more like a Blinderweiss and mm. Um... How else would I describe it? And then when it started gushing, I was a little, little worried. I didn't think it was for sure uh, ruined, but I was a little worried that we weren't going to have a delicious beer.
1: Yeah, not worried based on the style of beer. I was, I was like, mm, probably that was not. was the problem.
0: Degard Brewing Imperial Boysen Boo. Blender voice? Asian oak barrels. Okay, so the oak barrels probably had bugs. Right? It was probably a mm. a
1: souring oak barrel. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So it, it's more than just a blender vice, it also had whatever bugs were there. Yeah. It explains where some of the acido stuff come in. Yeah. Alright, so we have um let's go with the yeah, Alright, so we're going to Mother Road next. Mother Road, this is from Mother Road Brewing, sent to us by Mother Road. This is their Roadside American Ale, 5% Occupy Volume. The Session Pale Ale.
0: If we, if we knew exactly what the boo was going to be, I probably would have moved it back in the in the flight. Eh.
1: I don't know, I, th- I think that's a good palate cleanser in, in some okay. way. Okay. Could be. It's like a sherbet, you know, kind of...
0: Right. All right. American Ale, they call this on the label. What do you have?
1: 5% by Volume 3, IBUs. Um, anything here? Session Pale Ale, American Hops, Caramel Malt Backbone.
0: All right. Pour with a uh, slight head. It's a... Uh, Clear, Very clear. Rich Copper. gold color. Yeah,
1: Copper? Gold. Sure. Copper. Gold.
0: The aroma. You get it. First thing you smell, and it's really blended in there, is you get um, kind of some caramel toffee. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it, it, the hops as well. And the hops are kind of white Simcoe, I
1: guess? Like a Simcoe? Possibly. If that's not a bad call Simcoe-esque Simkesque. has
0: a big malt flavor to it for Session Paleo it's much more malty than a lot of its peers I, I like it, I like having a big caramelly malty flavor to it taste that it's because you got that sour boysenberry on your tongue still.
1: No, there's something different about this. I'm trying to. Okay, all right, I got it. I know what it tastes like now. Okay, Marmite. Really? Yeah.
0: I'm not getting Marmite. What uh, What I might be getting is it has more <coughs> caramel flavor. Characteristic than the session pale ale has. Mm -hmm. They might have gone a little bit higher on the specialty malts versus the base malt to keep the gravity down. Okay. So you might be tasting like a higher proportion of caramel versus pale malt. And that might be, I think that's what I'm tasting, right? It, well, it doesn't like sometimes when people overdo that, I've had some homebrews where they put in way too much caramel. And it just gets weird, right? And while I don't think this is to the weird part, it's definitely giving, I would say, you know, some tr- flavors that aren't quite traditional because of that.
1: Right. And it's hard to describe what that flavor is because it's its extra on the caramel side, but it's not caramel. It's an extra okay, toasty so, bit and that brings me right, so to if, where if is that you, coming from?
0: Alright, if you put a tiny bit of marmite on some toast, maybe I'll go with you on there. Because it's not toast. It's yes. toast plus something.
1: hmm Precisely. Yeah, I'm not no, I'm yeah. not saying a right. spoonful okay. of marmite. Right, I'm right, saying right. the accent that marmite can give
0: it's okay, so it's it's marmited toast. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I can go with that actually. All right.
0: I'm glad we I'm glad we met up on the mother road cool. here.
1: <laughs> you had your thumb out, I pulled over and picked you up. both going the same direction, maybe not the same place But the same direction.
0: stopping Flagstaff on the way,
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it um i I'm a guy who actually likes one right anyway, so <laughs> that <laughs> give you know consider that but i I think that. It's it's something different. It's um it has a lot of flavor. The
0: the hops on the nose I was, you know, actually like calling out. Like I think there might be a Simcoe character here. On the flavor, it's not really distinct enough for me to really try to call anything out, mm-hmm. you know? Um because of that big caramel toasty marmide thing, uh it kind of obscures any kind of identity that the hops are providing. Agreed. Hops are... They're light there. I mean, moderate for a Session Pale Ale. They're they're not, you know, grainy or gritty like a Session IPA would be. So, I mean, I think it has a good balance to it. I'm trying, to debate, you know, I'm trying to think if I had a whole pint of this, whether that Caramel Marmody flavor would get me a second pint for that session ability, right? Mm. I, I, well, I think it's an interesting flavor. I'm not sure I want to.
1: I I don't know. The more I drink, the more I'm like, I kind of dig it. As okay. I was a little like, off-put at first because I was not mm-hmm. sure, but again... I actually like that flavor. You know? I just had to. I had to get it in my head where that was, and yeah, I, I do like it. So, yeah, yeah. I would have another Those one. Those last
0: couple sips went down pretty good. Maybe I could have a, you know, another one. But yeah, it took a little. It was a little, little placement time. Yeah, you gotta it. have to,
1: You gotta put that peg in the hole and figure that out, and then mm-hmm. you know, once you get there, all right, I can do this. So. Next, and finally,
0: last beer will be the 8-Bit Pale Ale
1: from Tallgrass Brewing Company.
0: This is a great label, except it has Pac-Man on it, which was not an 8-Bit game originally. It was 16-Bit? Oh, no, Pac-Man was... so NES was 8-Bit, right? Pac-Man was Atari, so it was like 4-Bit, right?
1: No, this was... the, The... the actual um, cabinet game.
0: Oh, the cabinet game. Okay, that was probably 8. Yeah, you're
1: right. And Atari, yeah. Or uh, Nintendo, yes. Nintendo was 8-bit. Atari was 8-bit. These were all 8-bit games. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's what bugs me about the 8-bit this thing. Is there's all this 8-bit songs and stuff that they mm-hmm. have on. But those aren't 8-bit songs. Usually they're 16-bit songs. Because they have a lot more music. Have a lot more tones and stuff than the actual, an actual eight-bit well, song. Because eight-bit only—I mean, the thing about eight-bit is you only have a certain amount of information you can hold.
0: Is that it, or is because it's only the music and not the video game too? That the music can be better. No. No. Oh,
1: okay. No. At least, I mean, the way I picture eight-bit is what those machines were capable of, and most of those eight-bit songs you hear, those machines were not capable of that at all. I I hear you. Anyway, so yeah, so it's sort of a Pac-Man analog on this. And there's a
0: couple. There's this uh, rocket guy in a keg jet rocket, right. You know and some other things, but the whole. Oh, and the other beer. It's in the fridge. they're in, guess what the name of their imperial IPA is sixteen? Yeah, and it has higher resolution graphics on the label. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, ain't it? Right, the
1: aroma. All right, so... Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead.
0: So this is a pale ale, not an IPA.
1: Right. You can tell because it's got Vienna malts in it, in addition to some other stuff. Definitely don't find Vienna malts in an IPA. Right. Uh, 5.2% occupied volume, 40 IBUs in the malt, Brewer's Malt, Gold Pills Vienna Malt, uh, Victory Malt, and Carapills Malt. That's a hefty malt selection. Yes. Hopped with Magnum, Centennial, Cascade, Apollo, and Bravo. It's hefty malt. Hop selection, too.
0: So, where it says Galaxy Hops on the label here, and it's not in the beer?
1: Guess not. Wait. I mean, our Hop Rocket infuses the character of Australian Galaxy Hops oh. into an American Pale Ale. Okay. Because so they have something called a Hop Rocket that puts Galaxy Hops into there. so There's the Hop Rocket there right go. there.
0: It's driven by a little guy with a blue helmet. The room on this one. It it's not stunningly hoppy. Um I'm kind of getting like a like a floral rosy thing on the nose. Yeah, I saw that press start. <laughs> Let's see what the date is on this guy. Drink by today.
1: Okay. Well we nailed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it literally is January tenth. Drink by January tenth, twenty sixteen
1: various tall grass I'm trying to figure out where they are.
0: Someplace Dave was. <laughs> um, Kansas. It's in... Uh,
1: oh.
0: Na- it's kind of... Ble- the label's kind of bled right there. Can you read it?
1: Manhattan. That was Manhattan, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Dave is forced at... Based at Fort Leavenworth. Can't remember exactly... It's near Kansas City, but I can't remember what the biggest Mm -hmm. town. Maybe it is Leavenworth is the town, but I think there's another town near there. And uh, he travels a lot for business, for the Army. And uh, pretty groovy how he brings this beer a couple (laughs) times a year. Absolutely. Yeah, so the aroma, I'm not sure if we're worried about if we're getting hop fading here, but I'm getting like this floral rosy thing. Are you getting that? A little bit. Pretty traditional pill, malt flavor. The um, hops come through, kind of uh, grapefruity, grapefruit peel. I can um, taste the
1: galaxy in there. Can you? Mm-hmm. Well, I love galaxy. Nice brightness, a nice... um.
0: This tastes... More traditionally, session yeah. pale ale mm-hmm. than, than the last one. Right, it has a, a grittier kind of pale malt type flavor Absolutely. to it.
1: Absolutely. Galaxy is a really bright tropical hop with um, somewhat of a pineapple thing going on.
0: I haven't got there yet. I haven't picked out the pineapple. I'm getting things that are much more grapefruit and...
1: Um, well, this is the other hops, right? Your Centennial, your Cascade.
0: Yeah. And then I'm getting something that's kind of a little bit uh, a little bit resiny. Did you, is there a Warrior in here? Magnum, Magnum, close enough. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting a little bit of that Magnum for sure. Uh, but each sip so far has changed a little bit. So um, it's definitely telling a progression of a story as absolutely, I drink it. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. It's, it's nice. Take one sip. First sip was the malts. Second sip was the hops. We'll see where the third sip brings me. Maybe I'll get the pineapple finally.
1: This has been an excellent show. In terms of beer wise at least. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, like the last show last two shows we had were you know they weren't as impressive. Mm-hmm. This has been really, really good stuff, this show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that each beer had had some great merits to them. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah. When the show's more interesting, it's, it seems like it's... <laughs> it seems to us
1: easy. like it's worth of yeah. interesting. A big news story, at least that I saw this week, was, was Goose Islands.
0: I saw, oh, I didn't read it, but I saw they were offering refunds for some of their spoils.
1: Some of their uh, Bourbon County uh, beers were soured slightly. Um, and they didn't want to call them infected, but they did <laughs> offer a refund. <laughs> of course.
0: That's Marketing 101. Suboptimal.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) Did you see that there's a new Spiegel
1: glass? I did, yes. You sent me that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Brooklyn It looks like a good glass, too. It does. It looks like it might be something they could finally dethrone. You know, they've done all kinds. So they've done three other main beer glasses since the Beer Tulip, right? Well, so they had... The classics right they had the beer tulip the pilsner glass mm-hmm. the lager glass and the wheat beer glass and beer tulip was best thing yeah they made the ipa glass it's good for drinking ipas for the kind of thing we do with the analysis we actually prefer ipas in these beer tulips than in an ipa glass right. um, if you're just drinking a whole ipa the ipa glasses are fine stout glass Probably the same thing. I don't like the stout glass for stouts as much as I like the IPA glass for IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a wheat beer glass, one. Mm-hmm. I, I've never really had a wheat beer, like or a, like a wit beer, in it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Bell's for Bell's um, Winter White. It's wintertime. I should go find one so I can have yeah, it. you should. And now they're doing, um, they're calling it a Saison glass.
1: It's um, sort of a tulip bottom, but then a straight then it comes up straight, so mm-hmm. it has a a lot of place for you to get aroma and to mix, but it has sort of a straight, uh, a cylindrical shape, mm-hmm. which
0: it'll deliver the beer into your under your tongue a different way, mm-hmm. and that that matters. So it'll be interesting.
1: This is fluted a bit. That this is not fluted. Yeah.
0: So it'll deliver the beer under your tongue a different way. And if you have a more minerally beer like a saison, and if they you know came up with that i can see it making um uh, yeah. actually mattering um where most of the other beers this one is fluted a little bit i feel that most of the other glasses deliver beer more or less the same way that these do but i can see this one delivering it differently mm-hmm. so uh yeah I i'm like, gonna I'll, i'm gonna buy a set of these yeah absolutely because uh these ones are finally something different enough that uh, interests me that it might uh, be good for analysis.
1: I agree. I was looking at my glass like, yeah, that looks good. That's a good glass. They say it supercharges saisons according to the Brooklyn Brewery. Um,
0: I'm not sure. I guess it's made for Brooklyn Local 1 or is it Sriracha Ace or what are they making it for? Uh the to... Let's click the link, I
1: guess. interesting thing, though, is... So, one of the nice things about this is it does not have much of a stem. Right. Uh, So, you can... And it's got a nice amount of space so you can really cup it and warm it up. Right. The new glass has a big stem. It's almost like a wine glass in terms of the stem. Here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at that right now. And, uh... Actually, they're showing it with a bunch of like all, like, there's the beer tulip, and like, they got some of the other, you know, like, there's a Spiegel wine yeah, yeah. or a Riedel wine glass over here on the right. So it, it's, um, it's Garrett Oliver and uh, Matt, what's Matt's last name? He lives here in Pittsburgh, he lives in Mount Lebanon, uh, <laughs> but he's the VP for for Spiegel USA. Um, starts with an R, ah, darn beer. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying this glass. They show it with uh, Sriracha Ace, and I'm not sure, what's this blue label, the red label over here? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. That might be some of their, uh, ghost bottles. I'm not sure. Anyway, let's back to the beer in the glass, the, uh... 8 bit
1: paleo from Tallgrass. I'm liking this. Yeah, I like it. It's it's got complexity. It it has uh, a lot of character to it. Um the galaxy gives a nice uh, I think a little nice boost at the end.
0: Oh, I just got that interesting it's kind of a tropical candy thing. Mhm. Um uh, Let's go uh Mango kiwi, sure, sure, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it has a kind of a mangoiness to it, but it needed some acidity, so I threw in kiwi there. That I, that's for some I tasted it, and yeah, this this is bringing this thing tells a hell of a story. Mm-hmm. I'm, the, every sip, I get more excited about this beer because I'm getting a little deeper into it. It's really a progression. This eight bit pale ale,
1: it, it's not an eight bit taste. <laughs> it's a sixty-four-bit taste out of an eight-bit can.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's the slogan. <laughs> That's a really I like the artwork for that. Yeah. I might say I'm gonna have to save that can, I think. Alright, so I think it's time to get on to the ranking. Sure.
1: Alright, well, it's tough. Yeah. Uh okay. Um I'll I'll go. We're
0: gonna have to call the last one a hard luck loser. I think.
1: Yeah, and the hard luck loser in this case is New Belgium. For me. Okay. Um, while I liked it, I liked the the tropical the the the, the tangerine. Um, I just felt the other ones had a little bit more happening that I was interested in. Uh, my next one is uh, another sort of hard luck loser, and it's this beer in here from Tall Grass. Uh, I really um, did like it. I liked all the beers tonight. Uh, but I felt like the other ones had more stuff going for it. I am... Alright, well, okay. So I'm just going to go for it. No <laughs> My ahead. number three is going to be the uh, the Mother Road. I, I actually really, really dug it. I thought that the flavor that was coming out of there, even though it's Marmite-like, but I, I liked that a lot and I liked... Uh, what was happening with it And I thought yeah I'd want to have more of this There mm-hmm. was something about it That The first thing I tasted was mm, I don't know And then the more I tasted It was like yeah Yeah I'm starting to really dig this I really right. did like that Mother Road It
0: took a little time to tune it in I think Yes Well it did follow the It followed the Blinderweiss right Yes That might have been the reason It took a time to tune it in
1: Yeah Uh But for me The number two Is going to be The West Sixth, The Oktoberfest I thought that kind of Nailed its style like, I was really, I, I don't, I, I like Oktoberfest, but I don't, like, love them. I really, I really felt that was so good. Um, just, it it completely nailed exactly what I wanted, you know, exactly what I expect in Oktoberfest to be. Exactly what, when I look at the sheet, and I say, okay, this is what they say in Oktoberfest, isn't it? I drink that like, yeah. It's exactly hmm. what, what I get. Okay. For me, it was, I don't know. It's what I expect. I mean, it's like... And to nail everything about what I expect, I think that that's impressive. Okay, uh, but then I'm going to put this uh, imperial boysen, the boysen boo. It it's cheating to, <laughs> to, 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 it's to the use the best that sort of sour gusher thing. we ever had. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's cheating to get itself on top in in, in the sense that it's, you know it's a. It's a sour beer that's really it's, sour. It's a gun at a knife fight. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sour beer to, on a
0: regular show.
1: Yeah, but um, but hey, it's a good kind of cheating because it won.
0: Unlike that was the... From the guard. <laughs> All right, so my rankings are going to uh, mix up Greg's qu- quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to put the Donka chain in last place. Hard luck loser. I thought it was a good beer. I, I disagree with Greg saying that it is. Describing what an Oktoberfest should be. I think like the honey character, the liveliness, the ginger that I tasted in there, I I just think those are not classic uh, Oktoberfest styles. Now, I do call it Hard Luck Looser because I still think it was a very good beer, but it was not Oktoberfest. Now, I have to check myself here because okay, am I filling out a score sheet for the Great American Beer Fest or a homebrew competition or am I talking about beers that I like? Mm -hmm. And I'm not filling out a score sheet. So I'm not penalizing it because of that. I mainly brought that up because of Greg thought it was yeah. uh, archetypical for the style. And I feel it is not archetypical for the style. Um, the reason I put it in last place is that the liveliness, um, it just, it did, it didn't seem to really fit with this style as well for me. I still thought it was a good beer, but it didn't fit as well. Okay. And then let's see. In you're allowed four, to disagree with me when yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. I just, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I haven't learned anything in eleven years, um, all right, so in fourth place, I think I'm gonna put the mother road in fourth place it um it might have suffered following that bulleter vice and took too much calibration time it It just seemed like when I talked about when home brewe is too much caramel, well things get weird, and it it's not a great flavor, and this was tiptoeing up against that. And while things weren't quite weird, they weren't quite natural. It it, it felt almost like akin to saccharin or something like that. It felt a little artificial with with that flavor in there. And, um, you know, these other beers had much more natural flavors to me, so I'm gonna put that in fourth place. Did I do that? oh so we got a soundboard now okay
1: i was thinking about putting in some sounds on here getting some nice soundboards that is one of the sounds because that
0: that wouldn't get old fast no not at all all right (laughs) you need to get a nice clean studio sound of of urkel not not with the laugh track in the background i'm Um, sure that's available yes now it gets hard um I'll put the New Belgium in third place. I like this beer. I, I think it's another, you know, Blood Orange was the flavor, the craft beer flavoring of 2015. And it's probably not done yet, right? we are probably gonna see more Blood Oranges. But this tangerined IPA is a near relative, right? I mean, it's basically the same kind of thing. But it's okay because... It's a good thing. I mean, Blood Orange beers have been good beers. This Tangerine beer is a good beer. It doesn't... The other two beers had more complexity to it, so that's the reason it's in third place. Now, i got to figure out if...
1: It's getting weird!
0: It is, Marty. <laughs> it really is. Oh, um, that was a sick, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, I really like this 8-bit. can yeah. I justify it being better than that boys and boo? It's up to you. From the guard. I'm thinking about it. I don't think it wins, but it gave it its best shot. Pac-Man almost got his perfect game. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Pac-Man, you can score a yes. perfect game of Pac-Man. Yes, you can. That's uh, There's 99 levels. That's, you
1: yeah. got to get every fruit.
0: Yeah, every fruit. And every pellet. And you have to get every, every ghost, ghost every yeah. every power a superpower pellet yeah, you have yeah. to get every all five all four or five ghosts, so four four yeah. ghosts um he Inky, almost pinky pinky and Clyde he almost got his perfect game, He got up to like level ninety six and and forgot the cherry um I love the story that he told drinking him. I'm still getting new things drinking this beer. it has for a five and a half percent. Pale ale that you know has a mountain of hops and a hop rocket and and all this other stuff it is complex, it really evolves as you drink it and cheers to you, tallgrass, for making such a wonderful beer um and you lost because this guy brought tactical nuclear weapons to the fight. This was the degarde brewing Imperial boys and boo. This thing gushed like a mofo when we opened it. ABV Berliner Weiss, aged in oak barrels with all kinds of other delicious bugs in those barrels. And it was yum. I mean, it was on par with like Cantillon Frambos. Now, if I did them side by side, I might change my opinion, but it was up there. It's really good. Super duper.
1: Do not drink that this week.
0: I will not drink that this week. Good. I'm going to have to find a better stopper, though. I'm not sure this one's going to. Oh, it's in there tight now. Okay all right thanks everyone for listening to if i was a crafty radio yeah, on such a winter's day. crafty radio is released under the creative commons license at dot for more information if you'd like to contact us we're on social media we like to use twitter I'm at Jeff Baird. At And the my group account me. is at Craft Beer Radio.
1: Uh,
0: email beer at craftbeerradio.com if you want to email us something more substantial. Uh, we don't really use Facebook, but you can try to find us. Uh, We're like Group Craft Beer Radio. So, thanks, everyone.
1: This is Bobby Womack, California Dreaming.
0: I'll play us out, give it some time to sink in because this is pretty yummy.